This week on Sexually Woke with Dr. Susan, I'm so excited to be speaking with Dr. Barbara Taylor, also known as Menopause Barbie or Menopause Taylor, who has a very well-known YouTube show educating women about menopause all over the world. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Sexually Woke with me, Dr. Susan, and I am so excited to have a very special guest that many of you already know today, Dr. Barbara Taylor, who you may know as Menopause Barbie or Menopause Taylor, and I can't tell you the number of times that I've had patients come in to see me who have said, well, I've looked all over the place, and I've I've looked at Dr. Taylor's stuff, I've looked at her webinars and YouTube, and I've read her book, and so... Barbie, it's so great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, you know, you and I were talking the other day, and we actually, I'll just briefly tell, we have a kind of interesting story of connecting years ago back in 2002, which was just about when you had retired from your traditional practice, and I was just starting my own new practice, and we actually shared office space for a while, which was a kind of weird uh, connection that we didn't find out about until later. But here we are again, connected in our menopausal years with our passion for taking care of menopausal women. And I absolutely love what you're doing. And I'll share with our listeners who don't already know uh, that uh, Barbie, Dr. Taylor, actually lives in Nice in France which sounds fantastic and fabulous. And she offers all kinds of things through her website, menopausetaylor.me. And if you look on there, it's just an incredible amount of information. Um, she's got a huge uh, YouTube following. She has a wonderful book. She does webinars. And it's all in the service of educating us about menopause. So Barbie, tell me how you got to this passion and, and, you know, out of all the things that you could have been doing, you know, kind of your story about how you got here. And then let's talk about just this big gap in education that we have about menopause, because you and I are really passionate about that. So I, I can't wait to hear your story. Well, you know, my, my first passion in life was to be a surgeon. And that happened as a result <laughs> of being a cross-eyed kid. <laughs> I was a cross-eyed kid and my father's in the military and we lived in Taipei, Taiwan. And my father took me to Okinawa, Japan to get my eyes corrected. And I was five. And so I went to this hospital and I, yeah, it was all so unfamiliar and the strange smells and people and weird furniture and everything. And they did this surgery on my eyes and I wore these little patches on my eyes for about two weeks. And my father and I flew back to Taiwan. And, you know, as a cross-eyed kid, you see the world in a very different way because mm. everything you see is double and you have no depth perception because to have depth perception, both eyes have to be focusing on the same thing. This is called stereotaxis. Well, when you're a cross-eyed kid, you don't have any depth perception. So imagine everything being right in front of your face and double. So the world is a very busy, busy, busy place. And your brain is always filtering, filtering, filtering to figure out what's really what. So that's how I had always seen the world. And when these patches came off, I saw the world <laughs> the way it really is for the first time. Mm, and to me, my five-year-old mind, it was magic. And from that moment forward, I knew I had to do what those surgeons had done for me. And so that was what I was going to do. And my whole life, I knew I was going to be a surgeon. I went straight through, did everything, graduated, started my practice, went to medical school, whole bit. 
So I had my dream life. I did everything I wanted to do. I absolutely loved my career, every piece of it, every bit of it. And in the years I was practicing, I thought how interesting it was that we spent so little time on menopause. I mean, in medical school, they didn't say a word. Mm, not a word. In our four-year OB-GYN residency, we spent about 1% of that time on menopause. I mean, literally, in four years of taking care of women, it was so de-emphasized. It was almost like it didn't exist. Isn't and that I true? It's, a, it's, it's amazing. And I've talked about that before. I mean, we're taught, you go to your gynecologist thinking that they're knowledgeable about the full array of everything that happens in a woman's life. But honestly, we were taught how to deliver babies. We were taught about birth control. Right. We were taught about surgery and then also about geriatric medicine. But there was this gigantic gap between, you know, 40 and 65 and older, especially around the time of menopause. And uh, even like you said, as you know, full-time practicing gynecologists with busy practices, I, everything I've learned about menopause has been way since after I graduated from any, any kind of traditional teaching program. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. amazing. It's horrible. And, you know, I realized that menopause is the most neglected topic on our planet. Um, and, and, I, and I didn't really do anything about it while I was practicing. I ended up having this diagnosis of severe arthritis with an autoimmune component delivered to me in 2001. And my prognosis at the time was that I would be an invalid in a wheelchair. So my lot, my world turned upside down. Mm -hmm. um, and I just had no idea what was going to happen to me. And that is when I retired. And I, I really didn't know what I was going to do. But all I knew was I, it was like an identity crisis. I, I literally, you know, everything I loved disappeared all at once. And so I started moving around the world, living in different countries, and I am a worker bee and I have to stay busy at all times. And more than anything, I'm a student and I'm always a nerd and an academic. So I started writing about menopause. I started writing what became my first edition of my book. And I didn't really, I didn't really think of it as writing a book, but it seemed pretty easy to me <laughs> to put it all together. And so I ended up publishing my first uh, edition in 2008. And then I started dabbling with creating a seminar on menopause. Um, and it was a big two-day seminar. I created the whole thing. And I would give it from time to time in my living room to just small groups of women. And I mean, I just did this because I had to do something. And then I made my slide chart. All this stuff was just kind of something to do while I learned how to take care of my arthritis. And, you know, I was learning languages, living all over the world, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I really kept thinking, you know, I want to do this in a more formal way, but I had to accept the fact that physically these seminars that I had created, it was a two day thing, two seven hour days. And I was the whole show. And I realized, you know, physically I couldn't do that. I mean, it was, it was killer for my body, even though my heart and my brain were <laughs> super, super thrilled with the whole thing. And so I just kept kind of doing things toward this end without any real goal in mind. And it's funny because I'm such a goal-oriented person, but in this case, I didn't really have a goal because I, I didn't know what I could do physically. Um, I was living in Cape Town, South Africa in 2016. And I have a dear friend, many of you may know her, Dominique Saxa, and she and I were on the phone, you know, just chatting, catching up as girlfriends. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, oh, I love living all over the world, learning language, blah, blah. I said, but you know, my real, real, real passion is the menopause stuff. And I really, really want to educate women on menopause more than anything in the world. I said, but the problem is 
my body can't take it. I can't do these seminars all the time. And Dominique starts saying, oh my God, oh my God. And, she's, and I said, what, what's wrong? She says, oh my God, oh my God. And I said, what? She says, Barbie, you need a YouTube channel. <laughs> At which point I said, what's YouTube? <laughs> well, what a better person to tell you about it because, exactly. uh, you know, she's, uh, many of you know, Dominique Saxon, those of you who don't, if you check out her YouTube, she's incredibly empowering for women in different ways. So what an amazing way for that to start. And I owe, I owe it to her. You know, I tell her all the time, she's the reason that I can do it. And she always says, you did all the work, you know, but I, I didn't, I, I wasn't, I'm not a techie person. I don't keep up with stuff like this. this isn't my world. And so she says, Barbie, she says, imagine standing at home in your home, sitting at home in front of a camera and giving your menopause lessons. And then women can see it all over the world. And I said, oh, well, I can do that. She says, okay, you just start making up the lessons and I'll get you all connected with the right people. And voila, I mean, I just started doing my homework, <laughs> putting everything together. And six months later, um, my first video came out and then everything else just kept adding on. I already had the slide chart. The book was already out. The videos took off. I started doing consultations. And so it's just become a huge business since then. I mean, I'm the whole business. <laughs> Why, well, you know, and I love the story because it, it ties into so many of the things that not just about menopause, but different ways that we can reinvent ourselves. And I find it's not always with or rarely with a plan in mind. It just kind of unfolds. Right. And it's not always because of something that we right. chose. Like this was, you know, a, a terrible thing that happened with uh, right. arthritis. And that yet here you are. So, those of you who don't have this book, um, Menopause Your Management Your Way. Uh, it's such a great book, and you can tell already listening to Barbie, you know, what I find, and you might have found this too, like reading the some of the books that are out there, and I won't mention any names, but some of these big books that are very technical and dry and scientific, and I can tell you this book is not like that at all, and, no. and um, you can tell from our conversation that um, Barbie's YouTube channel is fun, and this isn't you know, if we're going to learn something, it's got to be enjoyable. And and I love the way that you make things memorable so that, it, you know, when you watch this stuff, it's going to mean something. It's going to be associated with something. You can tell some of the stories, but she uses, you know, bagels and donuts and avocados and what all kinds of things to illustrate parts of our body so we can be educated. Because, you know, isn't it true that even women who are, you know, in our 50s often cannot uh, locate their own anatomy. I mean, I found even um, many doctors shockingly can't talk about the anatomy of the clitoris, for example. So just, I love that you start with just, you know, basically yeah. reintroducing ourselves to our anatomy. Because, you know, when you're going through puberty these days in, in this current time, you get so much preparation. My teenagers were prepared for years about puberty and they felt so prepared. Yet we don't have this opportunity to be prepared for menopause. So what an amazing resource. Yeah. No, I, I assume that you know nothing because the truth is most women know nothing and they don't know what they don't know. And so I just assume like you, I assume you know nothing. And then I use the familiar to teach you the unfamiliar. So I think laughing and learning go together very, very well. And so I make all these props and models with fun, familiar things and I'm showing them to you. And, you know, the women are chuckling and laughing because 
they think it's funny, but they'll never forget the lesson. <laughs> That's I, mean, right. I, use, I use a bagel to explain the cervix and I hold up a bagel and say, you know, your cervix looks exactly like a bagel. Your cervix is nothing but a door to your uterus. And that hole in the bagel is the door. And all your cervix does all your life is it goes open, close, open, close. And I hold up a, you know, bagel with an open hole. And then and it's like, <laughs> yeah. they'll never look at a bagel the same way again. And they will never forget what their cervix is or what it does either. And so I, my fun is thinking of creative ways to explain difficult scientific or medical things to laypersons who don't have the foundation of a medical education. And that creativity for me is the, 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 the most wonderful part of what I do. I love doing it. I love making the props and I love seeing the women's revelation, aha moments and connecting of the dots so that they, for the first time in their lives, understand everything. You know, they've walked around with their reproductive tracts for 50 years and didn't know the first thing about them. Mm, isn't that so true? And sure. it's it's shocking. I mentioned this before that even our healthcare provider, I mean, gynecologists, which, you know, of course should be the experts, but you're, I think it's just important to understand that um, your average healthcare provider, perhaps if you're seeing a very good general practitioner, they're just not going to know this stuff because we are not taught it in med school. So, you know, that really brings up the importance of advocating for our selves, doesn't it? And we've got to educate ourselves because when we go to the GP or even our gynecologist and we've got maybe 10, 15 minutes, Unless we go in fully educated and prepared, we're we're not going to be able to get what we need out of that visit. So I think, you know, what you and I were discussing earlier um, was how much we have to empower ourselves to go to that visit. And I love your uh, idea, and I've always thought the same thing, that your physician is employed by you yes. to give you what you need. And so often okay. I think we turn it the other way around, where we we just sort of sit there passively and we do whatever we're told. but that's that's really not the way it should be. So how can we, what do we do to encourage women to to get educated and advocate for themselves? And then what what, are, what do you suggest that they do with their 10, 15 minutes when they're going to the doctor to get what well, they need? You know, the first thing is to make women aware that number one, menopause exists. <laughs> you would be surprised at how many women don't have a clue that it exists. So obviously they don't recognize it when it hits them over the head like a ton of bricks. I think, you know, my big dream is for all women to get a full education on menopause in their 20s. I mean, mm. the whole key is you need to know all of this or what you need. You need to be prepared before you go into it. You, course, you yeah. don't wait until you're, you know, you're knee deep in symptoms and you're miserable to try to desperately find an answer. I mean, it's not a quick fix kind of thing. My book is a very big, thick book for a reason. My YouTube videos are very detailed. They all are about 25, 30 minutes for a reason. And it's because this isn't an easy topic. It's just, it's, it's, it's possible to learn it in an easy way, but there's a lot to learn. And I think women think of, when they say the word menopause, I think what they really mean is the word perimenopause. Peri means that transition time. It's the time when you're transitioning from your pre-menopausal life when before anything started happening to your postmenopausal life when the transition is finished. That's called perimenopause. But that's not the most important part of all this. What's really the most important part is the postmenopause. And mm -hmm. here's why. 
you know, you have two sex hormones in the female body. One of them is for pregnancy. That's progesterone. It's for the baby. It's not for you. That's the first one to disappear. And that is what perimenopause is. So perimenopause is that transition time when your hormones go wild and your periods get wacky and all these things happen. And so women think of that as the whole thing. And then that subsides because you lose your estrogen. Everything's Everything's zero, right. Yeah. But you may or may not continue to have symptoms, but that's not what's important. What's important is to understand that you are mama bear. I use the three bears from Goldilocks and the three bears <laughs> to describe the three hormones. Testosterone is papa bear's hormone. That's the male hormone. Estrogen is mama bear's hormone. That's the female hormone. Progesterone is baby bear's hormone. That's the baby's hormone for pregnancy. And when you lose your estrogen, you are now living with a hormone deficiency. So this is where now you have to realize that all the principles of any hormone deficiency come into play. What would happen if you lost your insulin? Right. And I've mentioned that too. I mean, nobody nobody judges uh, diabetics, uh, juvenile diabetics for taking insulin or people with Hashimoto's disease for taking thyroid, but we're living in this uh, tragically hormone depleted state. And, and as we know, we live possibly half our lives in the state and all kinds of all kinds of health problems occur don't they so yeah we've got to address that every hormone deficiency on planet earth has about 20 symptoms that make you feel horrible they're your body's way of trying to get your attention and say oh my god something's missing do something and if you don't replace a hormone every single hormone deficiency on earth has fatal diseases that are a result of that hormone deficiency gone untreated And estrogen deficiency is no different. And the three diseases that occur as a consequence of estrogen deficiency are heart attack, osteoporosis, and Alzheimer's. And I get woman after woman after woman with horrible osteoporosis, and she had no idea. Mm -hmm. And it's because she went for bunches of years with no estrogen, and no one told her that estrogen loss automatically causes bone loss. It's an absolute equation, period. It's good. Every woman is a sitting duck. And but no one's teaching them that. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, goodness sake, every woman deserves to know these things. I mean, this this is their right to have this education. And so my attitude about the way I go about running my business and trying to educate women is I try to make it so that every woman can get this education regardless of her timeline, her budget, or her learning style. And so this is why I have a YouTube channel where the videos are free. I've got radio shows that are free, my book costs a little, the, the, the consultations are not expensive. It's $250 for an hour, but in that hour, believe me, well, before that hour, you know, you fill out a big questionnaire and then I create a document for you. And the documents I create are about 90 to 100 pages for most women. And then I send it to them four days before the consultation. So they have all this information and then they can use their consultation time very well. And, you know, I do one, two and three hour consultations, whatever they pick. And um, boy, it changes their lives forever. You know, and I I love that um, this is such a good, I think it segues into what we were saying earlier about, you know, going to your doctor, whether it's to Dr. Taylor or your, your regular doctor, if you're going prepared 
mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of knowledge, and then you're, you're going to have questions that come out of that knowledge. You're going to really be able to make the most of that time. So when uh, when you go to menopausetaylor.me, and if you do schedule a consultation, I mean, what an incredible resource to get all this information that you can study and learn before you get your consultation and then you're going to get 10 times more out of it. And, and this is the right. same thing that we should do when we go see our doctors about anything. Exactly. I mean, if exactly. I'm going to go see the doctor about, I'm, I'll just name a problem I have right now. I've got a hamstring insertion pain. I'm going to read about that and learn about that as much as I can before I show up because I know the guy's only going to give me five minutes and I want to know all the options. So it, we, I think one of the problems that I experience, and tell me if you experience this too, especially in women our age, and I don't want to sound sexist, but I think there is a lot of cultural elements in it too. Women my age, and certainly my mom's age, we're taught that whatever the doctor says is gospel, and you don't argue with the doctor or the priest or the, you know, whatever they say is just, you're going to believe it and you're not going to challenge it and you're not going to sort of think, well, that doesn't sound right. Let me maybe get a second opinion. But I think we've got to move beyond that where we, you know, really take this into our own hands and it's a, it's a bit of a minefield though, isn't it? Sending people to Google to try to get information. So we've got to find really good resources. And I can tell you, this is such a good resource if you're looking for menopausal information. Now, I think the internet, I think the internet is about 95% marketing and advertising. It is not a resource to find information. You know, it's right. not an education. It's not like an encyclopedia. We were all better off back when we had encyclopedias, frankly, but no, I think that your relationship with your doctor should be a partnership. And the reason my book is entitled Your Menopause, Your Way is because if you get an education that is a real education and not from Google and not from, you know, someone who's coercing you or terrorizing you or or swaying you or pushing something on you, if you just get a, my education is unbiased. I teach you everything, diet, lifestyle, vitamins, minerals, herbals, botanicals, hormonal medications, non-hormonal. I just give you all the options, but the key is I give you the pros and cons of each one, the benefits and risks of each one. What you choose to do is your decision. Mm -hmm. And then you can go into your doctor and say, I have a whole education. I know my benefits and risks. Here's what I choose to do. Will you help me with this or do I need to go elsewhere? Or what do I need to sign to make you comfortable? I mean, you need to you need to find a way to get your doctor to work with you, not against you. And I just think that if if your doctor is trying to impede your ability to manage your menopause your way, you should just go somewhere else. Yeah, here, here. You really need to do that. And so, you know, I've talked about that a lot. And it's hard for us to do that. I think, you know, we have such you know, we're, you know, we want to be nice. We want to have loyalty. I mean, ultimately, we, we have to put ourselves first. And some you know, many of us are not very good at doing that. We're all learning as women to put ourselves first. And, and you know, education is number one. So so check this out. There's And, I, I you know, I'm just going to say I just love your videos. They're fun. And I don't want to sit and watch a bunch of boring medical scientific stuff. You know, even in my own line of work, I find that boring, let alone as a, a patient. So this stuff is fun. It's a it's a great way to learn. And, you know, the more we learn, the more we know what's right for us. And and like Barbie said, I mean, there's not there's not a cookie cutter way to manage menopause. And I think if anyone tells you there is, that's a red flag that you need to look elsewhere. No, women are not robots. And you, you each woman knows herself better than anyone else does. And anytime a woman gets accurate information that is the whole story and the whole truth, she uses it very well. And we, we all make decisions for reasons that matter to us. And 
you, you, you may not understand why someone chooses to do what she does, but as long as she's doing it with facts rather than fear or with information rather than denial and ignorance, she can do whatever she wishes. Um, I just think every woman deserves the information. And that is what I'm all about. I will help you manage your menopause any way you want, but I'm going to give you the whole education. I'm going to tailor it to you. In that document, I put all your stuff in red. So you see exactly how you fit into all the facts. And then you can see what you prefer, what interests you most. We all have reasons for wanting this or not wanting that. But I'm going to tell you, 99% of what most women think they know is completely upside down and backward. Literally, the world of menopause is so upside down, it's unbelievable. And I just think it's a horrible crying shame for women. And unfortunately, I'm the only person who has ever given women a menopause education. I'm it. I'm the only person. I'm the first person. I'm the only one doing this. Out an angle or anything like that. Yeah. And that is, it is pretty shocking really, isn't it? When 50% of the world is living maybe 50% of our lives in the menopausal state. So it's a, it's an amazing resource. So I, I'd love for you to share some more, uh, just kind of walking us through in a little bit more detail about what it would be like if I'm a patient and I go on and I uh, request a consultation with you. And I, so you talked a little bit about this, um, a very detailed review that you do of uh, history. So where walk us through how that would look and what that might look like if somebody chose to do that. Well, when you go to my website, menopausetaylor.me, you can go to the schedule a consultation um, tab. And the very first thing it says is, wait, don't schedule this unless you have all the information you need to submit for me to include in the consultation. So What I don't want women doing is saying, oh, well, I'll have it on the day of the consultation. You see, I am going to create a tailored document for you. If if I only have part of the information, I could create a document that isn't valid. So I have a questionnaire that is 17 pages long and it's, you can zip through it with yes, no's mostly, but I ask you everything about yourself, your gynecologic history, all your symptoms, your family history, your diet, your exercise. I ask you all kinds of things. And you submit, you have five days, only five days to submit this questionnaire. You just hit the submit button. And that questionnaire comes to me and I go to work on creating a document for you. And what I do is I look at all the stuff you put in that questionnaire. I create a document with the the basic education. I give every woman on the first consultation, everyone gets the basic education, which basically kind of arms you with everything you need to know about menopause. But within that basic education, I use your personal data to highlight your stuff in red so that you see where you fit. Okay. And then I'll write comments about this and that, whatever you have supplied for me. And then I send you that document four days before the consultation. And your job is to read the whole thing because sometimes it changes everything you wanted to do in your consultation time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a review. If a woman's watched all my videos in order, I'm all, I'm all about watching them in order because you can't learn anything if you don't do it in order. I'm going to do the foundation first. Yeah. You have to, you have, to have a real education. Any real education is, is an orderly uh, undertaking. So I don't ever know what a woman has learned before a consultation. So I assume she knows nothing. I write this document, making sure she gets the whole education. And when we meet for the consultation, 
I'm at her service. I, we can spend the consultation time doing whatever she wants because she may now know where she wants to go with her options versus she may still have a bunch of questions about things that she wants to clarify. But I'm there to do whatever she wants to do with her consultation time. And after consultation, a woman is fully equipped to go into her doctor's office and say, I have a full education on menopause. I understand everything I need to know. I know my benefits and risks. Here's what I want to do. And I stay completely away from brands because it's not about a brand. It's not about a product. It's about knowing what you want to do in terms of your goals and how to meet your goals. I always say begin with the end in mind. And you do that by knowing the having the education so that you know that know what you want to accomplish. And your job is to just decide how you want to accomplish it. Mm, I don't think than anyone does. Yeah, this is such a great system, I think, because I, you know, last year during COVID, I uh, did a lot of work seeing patients by Zoom and many of yeah. them were from out of the state where I'm in Texas and people were from all over the world. And it was wonderful. You know, mm -hmm. ultimately now I see patients in my office because I, there's only one of me and I only have so much time. But one of, one of the things that got challenging for me with um, patients who were out of town is that, you know, there was a certain point where there might become a choice to take a prescription hormone or something like that. And then we kind of reached a dead end because many patients didn't feel like they had somebody to go to for yeah. that. But I think this is such a great idea. So, you know, Barbie lives in France. She's not going to write your prescription for you, but she can tell you exactly what you need so that you can go to somebody and just say, you know, this is what I need. And I, you know, and I remember being a, an in general OB-GYN for many, many years. I would have frankly loved that if someone had come and that <laughs> educated and told me, this is what I need because I that makes your job a whole lot easier too Absolutely. as That's a physician. Right. Um, because, you know, just to put in a plug for the wonderful general OBGYNs in the world, you know, they're very time pressured. They might be delivering babies. I mean, this is a very long conversation. And if somebody comes in already knowing what they want and it's not a dangerous idea and it's an educated idea, I mean, what a blessing for everybody. So it's a win-win for everybody. Wins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think what's so great is these women really have facts, you know, as, as physicians, we're so used to women coming in saying, I've done my research, but for most people who say that they mean Dr. Google and, you know, marketers and advertisers and hype and scared. They don't have research. That's right. They have sound bites and they think that the sound bites are an education and they aren't. And they, most of what they have is complete misinformation and it's impossible to have a conversation with them. There's no way you can accomplish anything in 10 minutes. I mean, I spend a lot of time educating women because they need that kind of an education, but you can't, your, your physician cannot do in your clinical time, what I do in this outside clinical time, this, this, you know, educational time. And so you have to, yeah, you really do need to separate them and really spend your time learning what you need to learn first. And then going into your doctor and saying, will you help me do what I want to do? And here's why I want to do it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, I love what you said. Will you help me do Absolutely. what I want to do? And and I would listen very closely to that answer, like you said, because, you know, if your physician is not going to help you do what you want to do, I think you're exactly right. It's time to renegotiate that relationship and find somebody else because yeah. that is our job. You, We yeah. are employed by you to help you do what you right. want to do so long right. as it's safe and to give you the information that you need to make an informed decision. Yeah. 
and we'll advise you out of things that we have scientific evidence to believe is not safe or in your best interest. But ultimately, you get to choose. And this is your life and your body. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that saying. Will you help me do yeah. what I want to do? Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I mean, you know, like you said, a doctor loves a patient who has a real education. And I say to my, I say to my, my clients, I say, look, if you tell your doctor you have a real education and they're bothered by that, that's an ego problem. Mm -hmm. You need to run. Okay. You don't want a doctor who says, don't listen to anyone but me, or don't get any second opinions. You want a doctor who welcomes as much as information as you can, as you can bring, or as many opinions as you can get. And I, I tell every woman, they deserve peace of mind. Peace of mind is the most important thing of all. And every woman should do whatever it takes for her to have peace of mind on her terms, whatever that means. And I tell them, you make sure you never sacrifice your peace of mind. And if that means you need to get 15 opinions, go do it. You know, you know, it's frankly, I, I think if they took your uh, document with them, half of the doctors would be like, being like, gosh, I, I think I'd really like to read that myself because well, I promise you, happens. you, you would know more than they did in most cases. No, it happens all the time. And yeah. in fact, no, no. When I, when I have a consultation, one of the things I tell every single woman is I have given them a new problem mm -hmm. and their new problem is that they now know 90% more than most doctors. And they all go, oh my God. And the, the ones who have already gone to there, I go, oh my God, I know, I know. I mean, most of them have had horrible experiences already. And they, they've come to me realizing they aren't getting help from anybody. And I tell them, look, it's because the doctors don't know how to help you. They don't even know what menopause is themselves. So sure. you're going to someone to get help who has no idea how to help you. This is a miserable situation. Yeah, <laughs> it is so true. And so, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I found myself in that position myself in my mid forties and I was a uh, in quotation marks, menopause expert at that time, which is really <laughs> ironic because I knew about as much as I'd been taught in med school and maybe a few seminars yeah. I'd been to. I knew a little bit about a few hormones and that's about it. But I really didn't know anything till I went through it myself. And that, I mean, that is the catalyst that will make you want to learn really quickly when, when these start things start happening to you. But you're absolutely yeah. right. Most doctors are going to know a lot less than you do if you get um, Barbie's yeah. uh, information. And, and you're right. Some doctors don't like being in the presence of people who know more than they do. So that'll right. be an interesting adventure for you, too. Uh, yeah. But eventually you'll find the person that uh, will yeah. be a fit. I, I educate them on how to find the perfect doctor. I, I, I educate them on how to find the right menopause specialist or doctor for their menopause management. And I tell them this. I say, look, finding the right person to help you manage your menopause is a lot like looking for a good husband. I mean, really, when you think about this, you are shopping for the person with whom you will grow old and that person will be in charge of how you grow old. So you had better choose well. And it's a whole lot like trying to find a husband to grow old. It's the same thing, mm, more, yeah. more really, because this is something about your own health. And so you have to really know what to do. And what I say to the women is this, I say, look, get the education, decide what's important to you. And then Every time you go to any practitioner, use the first five minutes to do a quick interview to find out if they're right for you. It's it's like that thing. Uh, what's it called? Um, like speed dating. Speed dating. Speed dating. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not one to know hardly anything about dating, but 
it's like speed dating. Okay, in five minutes, you ask, let's say that you've decided you want to take HRT for the rest of your life. First question should be, what if I want to take HRT for the rest of my life? And then shut up. You're mm -hmm. going to get some people saying, well, sure, no problem. That's what you would do with any hormone replacement for a hormone deficiency. But you're going to get others who go, oh, no, I only give it for five years. Which of those do you want to marry? <laughs> right. Okay? Yeah. And let's say that you want to use a progestin IUD for the progestin component of your HRT. You would say, what if I want to use a progestin IUD for my HRT? Some of, some of them are going to say, that's a great idea. Women love it. Fewer side effects. Easy. And others are going to go, oh, no, no, no. That's for birth control. You're too old. We won't do that. <laughs> Which of those do you want? The, the questions, short, sweet, simple, and just get to the, cr to the crux of mm. the things that matter to you. Because in five minutes, you will know whether or not that person is eligible as your physician or not. And you won't have to waste him. If, if the questions are all things that you don't agree with, you can say, thank you so much for your time. I don't think this is a good fit. I appreciate it. Goodbye. Yeah. So, you know, those uh, that's such a great example of some of the very many questions you could ask. But it, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, whether this doctor is more fixed on being right than being curious. And that's something that yeah. I learned about in my coaching. I do, you know, I do uh, coaching as well as uh, being a doctor. But uh, it really struck me and I learned a lot about this fixation on being right rather than curious, which ironically is, is much higher, is much more prevalent among physicians because it seems to attract a certain personality type that we we like being right. We've been right all our lives and being right and never wrong about anything is sort of part of our identity as physicians, but we've got to grow out of that and learn to be curious. And so many doctors in our 50s and older are still practicing what we learned 20, 30 years ago. We're still quoting from the Women's Health Initiative. We're still quoting from articles that are obsolete and information that has no current scientific backing because we're not curious. We're not learning anything new. We're, we're doing the same old thing and not thinking, hey, maybe a progestin IUD would be a great idea. Hey, it prevents that's uterine great. cancer. Why not if that's what you want? And instead of just saying, that's not what I do because exactly. that's not what I do. It's very interesting, isn't it? It's a personality match. Like you said, like a, it's a yeah. relationship. So true. It's so, so yeah, true. find someone who's more interested in being curious than being right. And I, I recommend that in relationships and in <laughs> finding a doctor. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Any relationship. Uh, yeah, so fascinating. Okay, so they so we're walking through this. So they, they've filled out their questionnaire. They've done their their assignment and they've done their reading and now they come and they're meeting with you on zoom i assume uh -huh. i do all of them by video conferencing mm -hmm. and i do i do consultations with women literally all over the world <laughs> they're everywhere and i have a schedule to where i can accommodate both sides of the globe fairly well by starting early one day and running late another day <laughs> so that's how i do it and i and i and i get women all from all over the world and almost all of them they are just transformed by the first consultation, but they know that I'm there to hold their hand. And so after that, they know that they can schedule a consultation anytime they need to update or change or, you know, address whatever. Um, and, and it's, it's wonderful to know that you don't have to guess at everything. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just wonderful to know that you're going to be able to have somebody help you. Um, but I only interact through consultations because it has to be 
really tailored. It's it's not the kind of thing where you ask ask a question in a comment box or an email. It's it's a formal making sure that we we consider everything in you know in in gestalt in in total so that we put it all together. And so yeah, I mean these women are just elated with the difference it makes for them. And 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 what I tell them is I say you don't have to believe me, but believe your body because the only opinion that matters is your body's. And your brain and your body may not agree. I mean, your brain may say, well, I read this and I heard that and I prefer this. And your body may go, sorry, sister. I mean, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you got to learn to let your body tell you what it wants and doesn't want. And so when you get to that point where you realize that your body really is going to run the show no matter what, and in any contest between your brain and your body, your body's going to win. But when you learn that, it makes your life so much easier. Just, just that little bit makes your life much easier. Yeah, doesn't it? I love that idea of it. just the ease when we stop fighting our body, you know, when our brain and body are in a fight. Like I actually experienced this. I don't know why, I, but when I was in my mid-40s, I, I was dead set on, I had decided I was not going to take hormones. I, I, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I do yoga. I have a Buddhist practice. I'm just going to meditate more and drink, drink green juice. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to go through it. And I, so for about a year, I tried that approach, but you're right. Like my mind did not win that. My body was falling apart in all kinds of different ways. And so eventually I gave in and just that, that sense of peace when our mind and body become connected is really amazing. The other thing I was thinking, this is in my experience as a menopausal woman and then talking to thousands of them, there's this general sense of being alone and not being heard and not being validated. And maybe you've been to several doctors who have kind of shut you down in some way yeah. or another or told you, oh, you're just getting older, it will pass or don't worry, or in various ways just invalidated what you know is a really big issue for you. So finally, you now you can talk to someone who's going to listen to you and tell you you're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. I just think that must feel so empowering. There's no wonder they walk away feeling amazing. Absolutely. I mean, they find me and go, oh my God, now I know I'm not going crazy. You know, I have to tell you, I get so many, many women, like what you were just saying, I get so many women who are complete health nuts, absolute health nuts, beautiful bodies, perfect regimen for exercise, perfect diet. And they come to me with horrible osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. And they say to me, how did this happen to me? I do everything right. I eat the right foods. I exercise, do everything right. And I say to them, you do. You do everything right. You didn't do anything wrong. However, you forgot to acknowledge the fact that nutrition is nutrition, exercise is exercise, and a hormone is a hormone. And they will never do each other's job. You would never hear an insulin-dependent diabetic say, I'm going to control this with my diet and exercise. I'm just going to I'm going to just push through it. I mean, it sounds idiotic when you, when you put it in the context of insulin. So, so why doesn't it sound idiotic? It, but woman after woman after woman says, I'm just going to push there. It's like, what in the world are you talking about? You can't fool your body that it's missing a hormone. Yeah, that's right. And I, I, I mean, I <laughs> embarrassed with some of the things that I would say, you know, that, oh, well, you know, we were taught in med school, there was a hormone called Premarin that we recommended. There was a lubricant called Astroglide. And then there was the uh, psychologist as if the psychologist could make this go away. It's like these are real things that are happening. You can't, 
you can't pray your way through them. You can't meditate your way out of them. There's not enough green juice in the world to make it go away. We need to replace these hormones. And so, you know, what an amazing thing to have uh, that acknowledgement where people can feel seen. Because I mean, honestly, I think the hormones are so important for for many of us who choose to take them. I, I certainly do. But the, just the acknowledgement and validation yeah. is so huge, too, because it's such a time because of this lack of education, we do feel alone. And I felt yeah. alone. I felt like I was going crazy. Yeah. I thought I might have Alzheimer's. I thought I might yeah. be getting bipolar disorder because that runs on my family all the time. And tr- turns out I was just hormonally depleted. Well, you know, I have to tell you, the women who have consultations with me <laughs> get very emotional. I mean, there are tears of, thank God I'm doing what I'm doing. And they, Mm -hmm. they, it's a, it's, it's a tearful, um, feeling of, they finally, finally have an answer. I mean, it's this, they just, they, they just can't believe how awful they have felt and how nobody has helped them. I mean, I love what I'm doing. I, I love it inside. I'm passionate about it, about it in the moment, just because I know what a difference it can make. But I'll tell you when these women meet me on my consultations on my video platform, it is so moving. It is so incredibly moving. And I, I have to tell you, I, (laughs) I mean, I go to bed knowing I have changed a lot of lives Mm. and all for the better. And it's, there's, there's just nothing better than that. It's, you know, it's what I wanted to be always. I mean, this is why I wanted to be a surgeon. I wanted the magic while well, I'm doing magic just differently. And so it's, it, for me, it's all about turning my negatives into positives. I feel like this whole life I've lived has kind of come full circle from my cross ties to my arthritis to this now. And I feel like, you know, my arthritis is bad. I'm not I'm in bad shape, but I feel like I have channeled it in a way where I can now help so many women and really help them learn how to manage their menopause and turn their negatives into positives the way I've learned to manage my arthritis. And I just think that that's what life is all about. Yeah. What a beautiful gift. And I, you know, I just think this, this, I can imagine those tears. I I see those too in my consultation room. And there's just something about being seen and heard and validated and just knowing that you're not alone. That's so, so powerful. And, you know, of course, the next step is whatever treatment you may or may not choose to do. But that first part is just magical. So, I mean, thank you for offering that to women. And I know we're reaching the end of Barbie's time because she's actually staying up very late in France to, (laughs) to kindly talk to me. But if you don't have it already, um, you can check out her amazing book. And and it's a seminar you can get on DVD as well. Her book is Menopause, Your Management, Your Way. And you can go on her website, menopausetaylor.me, if you wanted to explore any of these other options, including the one-on-one consultations that we've talked about. I imagine you're pretty booked up and busy, aren't you? (laughs) I stay pretty busy. But jump in there because a lot of people are going to want these appointments. It it doesn't matter. I mean, no matter what, I wish I I could do a consultation with every woman. I really, really do. And I, I feel like it's never too soon or too late to have a consultation. It will change your life. Yeah, it, it, that's really true. And so, yeah, back to all this nonsense about you can't do 
whatever, name the story. You can't take hormones when you're over 60. You can't take them for more than so many years. Just, just let's talk to, talk to me, talk to Barbie. None of that's true. It's never too late to feel better. And just to talk to women who know about this and get some education. So Barbie, I'm so excited to have had this opportunity to spend time with you. And what you're offering for women is just so amazing. And I I muddled my way through this myself when I was 47, but I wish I'd known that you were offering this back then and I would have jumped on and had a consultation myself. (laughs) Um, But in the meantime, everybody, check out menopausetaylor.me. And it was such a pleasure to talk to you again. I hope we get to see you again soon. We need to do this again. There's so much more to talk about. I would love it. I would love it. And thank you so much for having me. And I I just want to do whatever I can to help as many women as I possibly can. (laughs) Well, you are doing it. And we all thank you. So it's bedtime now in France. So sleep well. (laughs) I will. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye.